The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 till 11. 17 minutes to 10. On the line now, we've got Dakshini Sukumaran, who is the Tech Policy Director at Reset Australia. Thank you very much for being on the program. Thanks for having me. So uh, I got uh, your media release from Reset Australia, which says Facebook's being urged to do more than videos to tackle looming election threats. What do you see as being the election threats? Yeah, it's such a great question. So we've seen in the last federal election what can happen when, you know, for example, the, the death tax myth that kind of took off um, both on social media and traditional media. Um, and we can see that the impacts of that. And I guess uh, Australia's information ecosystem isn't immune to those kinds of threats. Um, and yet we don't have any safeguards in place to protect us uh, from from those threats. And so um, at Reset Australia, we're advocating for um, the government and for big platforms to do more um, in this regard. So what would that look like? Because it seems like we're getting used to living with social media now. The platforms are all maturing. So it's bringing up all of these fresh issues and new scrutiny for the social media companies. What would you like to see happen? Yeah, so we um, have kind of looked quite closely at the business model of big tech and what we've found, um, and and this has been validated through uh, the recent whistleblower revelations um, through um, Ms. Frances Haugen, who was an ex-employee of Facebook, who kind of, all of the documents, the internal documents that she revealed kind of validated this idea that actually these platforms um, profit from the amplification of sensational and extreme content. So their business model is literally relying on that. And so, you know, it, it sounds like the tech business model should be really complicated and complex, but actually it all boils down to this simple um, truth. And there's a lot that they can actually do to tackle that. So if you look at the US election from last year, um, Facebook actually changed their algorithm so that it would prioritise authoritative news sources, for instance, over hyperpartisan sources. And so those types of measures are possible. It's just that there's no will to kind of enact them. There's no pressure to enact them in the Australian context. Um, and, you know, in terms of government regulation, there's heaps that can happen. So Facebook could be releasing its data, like many other big tech platforms do to a certain extent, to um, an independent regulatory body, to independent researchers, to actually look at, you know, why um, is this misinformation being spread? What are the causes? Who is, who is it affecting the most? These kinds of questions. How transparent is Facebook around its algorithms? You've mentioned that they've changed it to prioritise different news sources before, but um, would they be willing to open up the books and exactly show what happens with the algorithms in order for people like a public regulator to come in and say, no, actually, you need to do it this way? Yeah, so what we've seen um, through, you know, not just Francis Haugen, but, you know, whistleblower after whistleblower really coming out over the last few years, um, kind of revealing these unknown truths about Facebook, that in itself shows that the transparency just simply isn't there. So um, we're really reliant on these these whistleblowers who are um, at great personal risk coming out and, you know, revealing these internal documents and processes and um, insights about the, how the algorithms really work. And, and we, we need to move um, to a better system where, uh, you know, experts 
um, and regulators, academics, etc., impact to communities as well. Um, we all need to have a, a peek into the black box of, of Facebook um, with a bit more clarity. When I first saw that whistleblower come out, I think the central headline was that Facebook was very much about profit and was willing to do things that encouraged profit, even if it didn't necessarily lead to the emotional well-being of users on its platform. And to be honest, I wasn't overly surprised by that because, I mean, big corporations motivated by profit, who would have thought? <laughs> yeah, I guess that that part's not overly surprising. I guess what was interesting and a, a bit shocking, I guess, to, to me personally, was um, just how, you know, there were decisions that could have been made by Facebook. So if you go back to the um, algorithm changes that they implemented after the election, you know, senior executives and obviously Zuckerberg, who owns most of the company and most of the shares and has most of the power over decision-making, he um, and other executives made a decision to uh, reverse those algorithm changes that made the platform safer. And, you know, Francis Haugen and others have um, insinuated that that kind of contributed to the capital riots, uh, which, you know, um, so which is quite concerning. So there's these actual decisions being made against public safety, which are quite serious and, you know, lead to real-world violence. What do you think of the changes which have sort of come in in the last year or so where if someone shares what Facebook deems to be misleading information, the information can be hidden and you have to specifically opt in to see it. Um, it will come up with uh, these are what the alternative news sources say as opposed to that particular piece of information. Do you think these are all steps in the right direction? Yeah, I, you know, any kind of um, identification of misinformation or fact-checking or removal of harmful content is good and, you know, definitely a step in the right direction. I guess the challenge that we have is that Facebook heavily relies on um, AI, on, on automated systems to identify that content. And Francis Haugen and many others have said that these systems are just not equipped to deal with the scale of content, that um, the harmful content and inaccurate content that's being generated through these platforms. Uh, so that's, that's the biggest concern. I see. And uh, just something else that I see you've been focused on is new privacy legislation and data rights for children, which I think is quite an important issue and one that we will have to grapple with uh, in the near future in a bigger way than what we are now. Um, what do you make of that legislation? Yeah, well, we certainly welcome that legislation and we have been, uh, you know, very involved in um, trying to advocate for, you know, data rights, particularly for vulnerable groups like children and young people. So um, certainly the, you know, there's there's three um, main kind of components to that bill, but particularly the best interest principle that it's introducing, where essentially platforms need to consider, would this data extraction be in the best interest of this child or young person? Um, that's quite an exciting and innovative policy um, principle that's uh, based on what um, the age-appropriate design code in the UK had in it. And we've seen in the UK that it's led to a range of really excellent changes that, that we really support. So um, that's what we're particularly interested in. I guess the only caveat to um, our support um, is that uh, we're interested in looking at, well, what's the process of developing the actual code itself? Will industry be tasked with 
developing the code. Um, and if that is the case, you know, we, we would be quite concerned because uh, bodies like DigiGroup, so the industry body that Facebook and other big tech platforms are a part of, have been involved in drafting the Australian Mis and Disinformation Code. Um, and that code's just very weak mm. and doesn't really do its job. And so we would like to see a better process for this um, code. Well, thanks so much for being on the program. Really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Thank you very much. Uh, Dakshmi Shukumaran with us there, the Tech Policy Director at Reset Australia. The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 to 11. Or search for Mitchell's Front Page on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or wherever you get your podcasts.